Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros, and I am your host today. Thanks so much for finding some time in your busy day to spend with me. I'm always honored. Today we're going to be talking about the home services industry. And uh, just to let you know, if you're listening to this recording, it is November the 9th of 2021. So the home, uh, the home market, all aspects of it is just going crazy these days. And I recently read an article that said uh, the U.S. home services market size was valued at trying to get all these numbers, there's a lot of numbers here, $105.55 billion, and that was in 2018. That was before the pandemic, and they expect it to reach over, get these numbers, over $1.2 trillion in the year of 2026. Yeah, that's about five years away, but five years is not that much when you start looking at that growth. Uh, it went on to say that this reflects a growth of 35%. Well, if you follow me on my show, many of the industries that uh, I've spotlighted here have had 1% or 5%. We're talking about 35% growth there, folks. So if you're looking for something that is in a high-demand industry, you certainly want, might want to look at home services. And that's what we're going to be talking about today with Brad Stevenson. Brad is an accomplished executive business leader with 23 years experience in a variety of sales, marketing, and management roles of the beverage industry. Currently, Brad serves as the chief development officer for Neighborly. Neighborly is the world's largest parent company of 29 home services brands, so they definitely know home services, with more <laughs> than 4,800 franchises in nine countries. That's so exciting. Please help me in welcoming Brad to the show. Brad, welcome to the show today. Linda, thank you so very much. Very excited to be here today, spend a little time with you and your listeners. Absolutely. You know, these numbers are rather staggering. And so many people that I talk to that are in the home services industry have said that the pandemic really boosted their sales. Now, Brad, before we get started in that, tell me a little bit about your background and what drew you to the neighborly family. Yeah, well, um, thank you. And my background, you said a little bit about it, and I'm kind of the non-traditional. I didn't start in franchising, but I spent over 23 years in the consumer packaged goods industry uh, working in adult beverage for uh, Miller Brewing Company, Miller Coors, Molson Coors, in a multitude of different jobs uh, over time, whether it was 
operationally calling on the distributorships, which are very similar to franchises where they're mm-hmm. uh, privately owned businesses owned by um, men and women that have dedicated territories and, and they sell the brands in those territories. Uh, also did a little bit of scent in marketing and strategy operations, but a majority of my time was managing our portfolio across the key account customers uh, that that sold our products. And my last job with Miller Coors was the vice president of grocery, running our U.S. grocery business, a couple billion dollar business. And, you know, one of the things I think Neighborly was looking for, and because we have such a large and diverse portfolio, was looking for folks that um, – Need, had the experience, let's say, of managing a large portfolio and consumer packaged goods uh, was a good spot. And uh, luckily, I was quite blessed to have the opportunity to have the conversation with the folks at Neighborly and have now had the opportunity for the last two years uh, working side by side with our, our development team here at Neighborly. Yeah. You know, Brad, for the people out there that are not familiar with the Neighborly name, Tell us a little bit about it. It's a parent company, and it, um, it actually offers many different brands and concepts. Tell us a little bit about how that works. Yeah, so Neighborly is, is the parent, is the parent uh, brand. We launched it uh, several years ago, and the idea is to, you know, for us to utilize our brands again here in, let's say, in North America – U.S. and Canada, we, um, we have 17 brands that we are uh, actively working with here in, in the United States and, and in Canada. And the idea is uh, for us to be able to utilize all of those brands really to kind of own the home. And if you think about home service space, home service is made up of a bunch of small players. It's generally a lot of independent and uh, entrepreneurs and we look at this and say long term that you could be able to take uh, our portfolio of brands that we have currently and certainly uh, looking for brands in the future that allows Neighborly to be that one-stop shop uh, that homeowners need to enhance, uh, repair, and maintain their homes. And we believe that uh, Neighborly is something that we want to be so remarkable that we become a beloved household name. We want to become the category, let's say, kind of like how Kleenex is a category and the brand, how Post-it Notes is a brand in the category. We look for Neighborly to be that same thing so that um, when customers are looking for things to enhance, again, enhance, repair, and maintain in their home, that they look to our brands and they know that they can get a great experience because maybe they already worked with Mr. Reuter on a plumbing deal and said, you know, that was world-class experience I had. I loved um, what happened during that engagement with our franchisee. And then maybe the next time they have an electrical piece and they say, you know what, I'm going to go back to Neighborly because of that great experience. And over the long term, it's great for us because it allows uh, our our franchise network to be interconnected and share many of the customers and, you know, really accelerate growth over the long period of of time. And we are the largest by far, the largest in the space. And you think about the power of of our brands, that is for the long term something that uh, is a competitive advantage for, um, for our franchisees and for us as a franchisor. 
You know, Brad, as you're describing that, I'm, uh, I'm wondering if the listeners understand how that would work for them as a franchisee, because maybe they decide they want to um, go into the lawn care service. And of course, I'm in Houston, and I tell everybody, lawn care is um, 11 months and three weeks out of the year. Because our grass grows year-round here. So you have to have that service year-round here, right? Other parts of the country, maybe not so much. But if they start with that, I just almost see where they could add another concept to that, offering a different service to their existing customers. Is that the way that would work, Brad? Um, so so certainly um Certainly, franchisees have the opportunity. They come in, and let's say that uh, they, to your point, they get a grounds guide, and they're executing the grounds guides, and things are performing well, and, and maybe it is something that they want to expand. Uh, we always tell them to look to start and expand within uh, their original brand, right, because they, they understand what it's about, how to be successful, uh, are penetrating the marketplace in the right way. Uh, so we, we always look at that first, but certainly we have um, – many people across our network that not only expanded within their brands, but have also picked up other brands uh, for their portfolio. And Mm -hmm. it is something that is a, again, a competitive advantage for us going forward. So yeah, if you're looking to join a franchise and certainly you have the ability to expand within the brand that you originally came into and, and over time performing well, things are working out, obviously availability of white space, um, in your community where, you, where you're at, you have the ability to, to expand to other brands if, if that's something that they desire. Well, you know, the great thing, Brad, about um, connecting with the neighborly family would be that you guys definitely have it figured out. Um, you've got how many brands um, is it that you have in your concept? What did I say earlier? Uh, something like 29, it says 29 service brands. I don't know how old that information yep. is, but, but um, so, you know, you certainly got the, uh, all the bugs worked out when it comes to CRM platforms and, you know, the POS and all of that stuff. Um, so when you're looking at that from a perspective, franchisees perspective, um, what kind of training once they have identified the concept they want to move forward with, what kind of training does Neighborly offer? Are you there, Brad? Lynn. Yes. Um, I'm oh, sorry, okay. Linda. I lost you there. For, for, okay. I lost you for a second. I go go right ahead. But I it was something around training, but I lost you. That's okay. So um, I was just wondering. Since you guys really have done this for quite a while, I'm sure you've got everything uh, kind of taken care of, the bugs worked out and all. So when you have someone that's interested in a concept and they want to move forward with that, what type of training does Neighborly offer them? Yeah, so great question. And this is something when someone's entering into – uh, franchising or starting their journey on on deciding what they want to go into, this is one of the buckets I always tell candidates is make sure you're always asking about training. So what is the training 
when you get up and running and when you get started, but do they have continuous training year in and year out and continuing to evolve and get better? Because it is so critical. And if you think about Neighborly, we, we have an extensive headquarters teams. We have a global network of kind of franchise owners that have, you know, we've been in business for more than 40 years of experience in franchising and in the home service space, which really gives a candidate that's coming in access to all the support that they would need to be, uh, to be successful. And our training really lays the foundation for being successful and is obviously a huge strength for us and our franchise network. And I think about it like unlike, say, sole proprietorship or independence, franchise owners have access to various shared services. We have marketing support for them, and you're not just doing it by yourself, obviously. We have location support. We have enhanced IP. And uh, for most independent business owners, the cost to be able to do those or the, and the training and stuff that comes with some of those things is just too high and really got to go – they got to go without them or they've, or they've mm-hmm. uh, you know, got to find another way of getting that. And I think that the training is perhaps the greatest advantage uh, for franchise owners, and that's, you know, the comprehensive support of the national brand. Neighborly offers training, marketing, um, think advertising, the ability to buy equipment at discounts and, and our, through our PTN network, and it can save people thousands of dollars a year. And it also takes a lot of the guesswork out of, things like helping people build websites, uh, how to uh, tackle their markets. And then we obviously have a very extensive training. Once someone joins one of our brands in in the beginning, we get them fully uh, trained up and running. And it depends on the brands. Uh, Some brands uh, take longer than others, obviously, uh, from that standpoint. But we have an extensive training piece, get people up and running. And then every single one of our owners have a franchise business coach, uh, and that franchise business coach obviously helps helps them go through, get up and running, uh, get um, continuous learning, et cetera, going forward from that business coach. And they're just steps away at any given time to be able to help them uh, work through that process. And then we have continuous learning year in and year out. So it's not just you're going to learn it one time and it doesn't evolve. We are constantly evolving the training that we provide for each one of our brands. It's all customized, and we utilize that to ensure that people have the ability to evolve with the consumer, evolve with the market, and really be able to, you know, ultimately people want to be able to drive, you know, same-store sales year in and year out, and we believe that training is one of the most critical elements of ensuring uh, franchise business owners have the ability to do that. Yeah, I would have to agree with that, Brad. To your um, point about independent business owners, um, I think yeah. without that structure that a franchise can actually offer you, whether it's the training, whether it's the CRM, the POS, the, the operating manuals, and the continuous training, I feel that many independent business owners limit the 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 growth that they can experience because they're they're busy in the muck and the mire of figuring yeah. it out on their own. Yeah, I mean that's one of the reasons you you join a franchise, right? You have the right. ability 
Um, if you're an independent, you can't pick up the phone and call your competitor and say, hey, what are you doing differently to grow your business, right? Because right? obviously right. you're a competitor, but within franchising, you, you pick up the phone and, uh, you know, if you're a Mr. Electric in this town, you in, in a certain town, you not only have the other folks in Mr. Electric and other brands with Neighborly within that, that area, but you have the network across the country and that's the power of it. You pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm, I'm struggling with this. And everyone helps each other out. Uh, and yeah. Certainly they do at Neighborly and across our brands. But that's the power of franchising for all of us mm-hmm. uh, versus being mm-hmm. an independent operator. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, folks, that this is, you know, we're in 2021. And the, the pa- pandemic is still kind of hanging on to some of the areas of the way we do business these days. But, Brad, during that pandemic time when uh, so many businesses were shut down, you guys were probably deemed uh, essential businesses. But how did sure. you support your franchisees during that time? Because everything was changing. It was almost changing hourly you know, the PPP and, you know, all of those things were changing so rapidly. How did Neighborly support their franchisees? That's, that's a great question. And I think it's one that when people ask, like, hey, when you're researching where you want to go with a partner, then you're talking with existing franchisees within a, within a franchise concept, you should ask those questions. So like, how were yep. you, how were you supported as an owner during that window and I can tell you, we went 100% all hands on deck. And if you think about it from our franchise business owners, we were able to quickly navigate, to your point, like the PPP loans, right, and being able to get out with them exactly saying, here's how you do it. Here's how you get in there hand-holding and helping people through that process. Um, we got really crystal clear on communication. We had regular communications going out from our leadership team, from our brand presidents, from our operations folks to ensure um, week in and week out what was happening, um, even at the local level, right? Not just nationally mm-hmm. but, or in your state, but what was happening uh, locally uh, from that mm-hmm. standpoint. And then you're so right on the essential service side because, you know, if, if you happen to be, you know, in other concepts that weren't deemed essential, business came to came to a halt and um you know you you think about people were would let you into their home and we didn't know what what all the implications are especially early on right but if all of a sudden you're um let's say it's winter time and you live in minneapolis and your your heater goes out you know you're you're gonna need uh hvac you need someone to come in and, and fix those things Right, and you need air serve to come there, and you're going to let them in because you you have to. And um, we also put tons of uh, supply chain support, so it was you know hard finding masks and the right materials, uh, so that you could um, effectively go into someone's home and you know keep everybody safe. Right, we were do, um, doing testing, and um, just those are all just small pieces. But when you add up all the different pieces that was happening through communication, coaching, helping people uh, get loans, um, you know, the power of the network, what's what's working in one area, working in another, the uh, supply chain power of a really big franchisor, all of those those pieces helped allow um, 
helped allow our, our franchise business owners to, to not only stay in business, but for many of them really to excel during, during that time period. And you talked about it a little bit before that the power of, of the size of home service and mm-hmm. just in our verticals, we were looking at something that, um, that came out from Boston Consulting that said just in our verticals, it was like a $290 billion pool. Um, so that piece of you saying, hey, where it's going to a trillion dollars, we, we believe, we do yeah. believe that um, yeah. from that standpoint. But certainly, if you're going to look at a franchise, it is so important to ask as you're doing your validation, as you're doing your research, to ask, ask existing business owners, how are you supported? Was it good? Um, because I think it's a telltale sign. Hopefully we never go through like anything like this ever, ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, and we come out of it, but it, it tells you how they respond in challenging times. And I think that's important to understand that if you're trying to decide where you want to, where, who you want to partner with and where you want to invest your money and where you're going to spend the next however many years in business together, you really want to understand what that's like. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I work with my clients, um, when I'm working with a client, Brad, I always say, let's take the widget off the table because let's really look at the leadership team and the brand because that is so much more important than just the widget. Because if you can have the greatest widget in the world, but if you don't have a good, strong leadership team out there, um, it's it's going to be quite the struggle, wouldn't you say? I agree. I mean, it's the the foundation of of what things are built upon is is you know the the values of an organization, what they're trying to get done, and the and what how does leadership lead? Uh, not only when times are great, but when times are tough, and mm-hmm. that's when when leadership comes up. And I agree with you, right? It's um, there's a lot of widgets out there that, that people could go and be successful with, but you're right. Taking that off the table and understanding um, how an organization operates uh, from the top down, pretty darn important. Absolutely it is. I tell you what, Brad, I'm, I need to take a quick commercial break, but um, I know yeah. that my, sisters, my, sis, my listeners are just like me, and they love stories. When we come back, do you happen to have a story that you okay. can share with us? Oh, sure. I got one or two stories. I'd love to. <laughs> I bet. Very good. <laughs> well, folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we will back, be back with more from um, Brad Stevenson with Neighborly. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to Tough Talk Christian Radio. 
www.thewaybusiness.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. Linda Ballesteros here, and my guest is Brad Stevenson with Neighborly. So when we broke for commercial break, Brad, I asked if you had some stories you could share with us. Sure, Linda, I appreciate it. And uh, we could go on telling stories for a while, but two of them just kind of come to mind. And the first one was the third third week that I was here at Neighborly. So I was commuting back and forth down to um, to Waco, where one of our headquarters, we have two headquarters, one in Waco, one now in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. But I was commuting back and forth quite a bit. And again, it was my third week. I'm still still obviously very brand new. This was two years ago before COVID and all the things that have transpired in the last 18 months or so. But I was uh, out in the morning. It was about 8.30, and I was getting ready to uh, head down to Waco. It was actually a late departure that day. And when I walked outside to go get in the car, I looked down my street, and not all my neighbors knew um, that I had uh, changed jobs and I was working for this new wonderful company, Neighborly. But I looked down my street, and all at the same time, there were three different Neighborly uh, brand vehicles on my block. There was a Mr. Electric that was there. Um, Two doors down to the other side of me was a Mr. Handyman that was working. And uh, at the end of the block, there was a Mr. Appliance. And I just remember when I walked out and saw all three of those um, beautiful uh, vehicles with all of the logos and stuff on it, I knew, I was like, man, I knew I had made such a great choice because of the power of the brands. And it just reiterated to me that everywhere you go, you have an opportunity to impact people's lives, our, our franchise business owners do. And I, I know that all three of those folks ended up getting great service. I know because I followed up with them just to find out. Uh, yeah. But it was so powerful to walk out, and it makes you feel – It makes honestly, it makes you feel so good to know yeah. that people um, – that those brands are, are taking care of enhancing, repairing, and maintaining people's homes. And it was awesome to see that uh, very early on in my – my stint here with with neighbors. I bet, I bet it was almost like <laughs> if you were looking for a sign, there it is, Brad. <laughs> I I know. I, I, at first, I was thinking. At first, I was thinking maybe you know someone figured out to do it on purpose, but no, it was not. It was just it. I just worked out that way for yeah. uh, for that particular day. Oh, and then I, another one, and I'll kind of go back because there's a lot of different stories. I think whether you think about. Um, candidates that are coming in from uh, whether they're veterans or folks from corporate America or just all different places that people are coming from today. But I, I like going back and, and thinking like through some of the really tough times when, when COVID was going on and you see a lot of grit uh, from folks and you see a lot of determination. And I'll, I, I won't say all the names, but uh, we had a Mosquito Joe 
that was opening up in Illinois and call it um, mid 2020. And so we're right in the heart of what was what had been going on and and it was challenging to get up and running. We had a, a couple that bought a franchise, Mosquito Joe franchise, and husband and wife, and they were going to operate it together, right? They divvied up the, the different responsibilities, and they had great backgrounds coming from corporate America, um, really, really uh, great people that had great experience, and you just felt that, you know, these folks are going to be extremely successful. The challenge was at the time that to be able to open up Mosquito Joe, they had to get some licensing, do some testing, and all some of that stuff was shut down, right? Mm. Um, in Illinois at the time, you couldn't you couldn't get it couldn't get it done, and you know at, at that point a person can say, well, what am I going to do, right? And this couple actually didn't do that at all, and they actually doubled down. And said, "Hey, we're going to continue to to prepare and get our get our marketing stuff worked out, and what our plans are going to be." They were talking to other owners around the country to figure out, "Hey, what are the challenges and what's working for for us?" And they were preparing for the day when you know Illinois opened back up and they could go get that that license, et cetera. And they really just showed, I always kind of go back to grit, right? Grit's just one mm-hmm. of those things that franchising's not a guarantee. It's hard, it takes hard work. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't allow that to slow them down at all. It didn't get them to say, hey, we're not going to open up. We are going to keep pushing forward. And they planned so well, and they were so focused on being successful that they actually once they got that, um, the licensing, had the training, all that stuff done, that first year they had actually doubled the number of consumers that we uh, asked for someone to say, hey, here's where we'd wow. like you to be at the end of year one from a, a number of uh, households or, or customers that you had, and they mm. doubled that. And they continue to this day, that fast start really helped them out. And even though they could have said, Man, what are we going to do? We can't, we can't get mm-hmm. up and running. They, they just, they tacked a little bit and said, all right, we're going to work on the things that we need to do to make sure we're successful when we can. And they did it. And, uh, they, uh, this couple today is, is rocking it, um, on Mosquito Joe, uh, there in the, in the state of Illinois. You know, Brad, one of the things, and I love that story because it, it, it really does hammer home that I don't care whether it's a franchise or an independent business. It is not yeah. a nine-to-five job. It is work. And I tell my yep. clients, I don't care if it is a franchise. You do not hang the shingle out and sit back and wait for the business to happen. <laughs> it doesn't That's work right. that way. It is, and, and if you're looking for something like that, I suggest that you just go get a job because owning a franchise is owning a business. And it is not a nine-to-five or an eight-to-five job. It is something that you always want to work on. And this is a perfect example of how that work paid off. They could have sat there and waited for everything to be lifted and started flat-footed again. But they were at the starting gate ready to go the moment that um, the gun shot and they were ready to make that race happen. So that's a great example there, Brad. 
You're you're so right. I mean, Bradley said they they prepared so hard and were in such a good spot um, that they didn't they they were not going to have some of those barriers keep them from being successful. And they've they've mm-hmm. certainly been very successful uh, from that standpoint. That's awesome, um, Brad. Uh, we're getting close to the end of the show. If someone's listening and they'd like more yeah. information about Neighborly or some of the other concepts. Where would you direct them to get that information? Sure. I would tell them to go to uh, neighborly.com, right? And it's N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-L-Y.com. If you go there, and then once you get to that site, you click on Own a Franchise, it'll start to take you uh, into into that process. And let's say you already know, hey, I I know exactly what brand I want to go into. We have a team that... Uh, we'll walk you through that. Or let's just say you don't fully know what brand you want yet, and mm-hmm. we have a team that you can engage with, and they'll take you through uh, all of our concepts to begin to narrow, narrow your focus across our portfolios. But neighborly.com, and then click on Own a Franchise, and that'll, that'll start you down the path. Yeah, absolutely, especially if you're looking for home services concepts. Neighborly is certainly the expert in that, uh, that industry. So we're down to those final three questions here, Brad. The first one is, if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest mm. that they do to prepare for the process? Awesome. And I, you know, I, I love hearing, hearing what other folks would say, but I got a handful of pieces because uh, it continues to evolve. But my first one that I always tell folks is, do you know your why, right? Do you know why you want to go do this? It's so critically important because that kind of guides you uh, through the process and then understanding what your goals are so that you can establish your why and your goals on the front end. I think that will help guide you and make it easier on the journey that you're about to go on. The other thing I tell people up front is, they really ought to assess their strengths and what they like and what they don't like and their work style so that they can get a feel, again, as they're starting to talk with, um, with people in, with certain companies, et cetera, that they'll know, like, hey, is this something I really want to go do? Uh, is, it, is it important enough for me to be able to dig further? And then I have three other things that I kind of push on. Number one, and everyone says this, and uh, this goes back to even seventh grade when my teacher, and I didn't like it, but the teacher would say, Brad, you got to do your homework. And <laughs> it is. Do your homework, right? Mm-hmm. Dig in. Understand what's the track record of the franchisor. You kind of brought it up, like even during COVID, right? Have an opportunity if you get into it. Review the, uh, it's called the FDD, but review the franchise disclosure document and um, really dig into that. But make sure you're doing your homework. Um, we talked about it earlier. Understand the impact of COVID. How did the franchisor support them during the time period? How did the business perform? Um, was it deemed essential? How is it coming back now? Uh, which that is something I you know, certainly didn't have to do two years ago. Mm-hmm. And then other one, which is really important as well, a lot of folks don't do this, but really know what is your financial situation. Right? What's your net worth? Everyone's going to ask, okay, what, what is your financial situation? Where are you at, et cetera? Understand what your investment budget is and what your net worth is 
so that when you start to have those conversations, you're comfortable, uh, you're comfortable with it. And then you'll probably begin exploring financing. So know your why and your goals. Assess your strengths. Make sure you're doing your homework. Understand the impact of COVID and then really understand your financial situation. If you're doing those on the front end, you're in a pretty good spot to start having the conversations and digging a lot deeper. I think those are all really good points, Brad, because uh, what can happen for many people is when they start doing this research on franchise opportunities out there, they can go down many rabbit holes and they can get distracted. Yeah. And it because it's so con- there's so much and it's so confusing, it can be very overwhelming. So to kind of stay focused, and that's kind of what you were leading them through, is just staying focused and just take one step at a time, not be pulled off in all these different directions. That is huge advice right there. Absolutely. So the second question we have here is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Yes, and I love that. I, I talked a little bit about this early, earlier. Um, I like the word grit, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have kind of that strength and the passion and perseverance? And, you know, we're all going to work really, really hard. And do you, do you work really hard and you're going to follow through on, on those commitments? And that's kind of what grit is. And, I, and you said it earlier, right? It's, it's not going to be easy, right? right? You're going right. to have to work hard. And I think if you're talking to someone about a concept and if they tell you, hey, it's going to be easy or you're going to make a million dollars in six months, et cetera, run, turn and run, mm-hmm. right? Because that's, mm-hmm. that's not reality from that standpoint. But if you have grit and you have, I think you have a really good chance to be successful if you, if you choose why you're going into it the right way and you have clear, concise goals. But if if you have that grit, it's going to give you a chance to be more successful than not. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing I look at is, are you a team player? And I'm sure everyone as they're going through, if they're looking for a franchise, they want to be successful, right? Or they wouldn't be, be looking for a franchise, but they also have to care about helping the group or helping their team succeed. And whether that's helping um, other folks within the franchise network or their actual team that works with them, et cetera, being a leader and being a team player and really helping people to achieve their goals um, is another big trait uh, that I look for folks to say, hey, are, are you a team player? Are you a leader from that standpoint? And you couple that with some grit, and that's a, that's a pretty good combination. That's a winning ticket right there, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Golden ticket. That's it. That's it. And and again, it doesn't matter what the widget is. Those are things that's are right. so much more important than your knowledge about the widget. You'll eventually learn the knowledge about whatever service it is, but the leadership and, you know, the grit, all of that is critical to be successful. So I appreciate those two. Absolutely. Yep. I agree 100% there. So the the final question here, Brad, is, what does the future of franchising look like? Yeah, and, you know, it's one that uh, no one can predict the future, that's for sure. But I think about, I think where franchising is going, it's pretty bright. And I think most people in franchising certainly would be predicting there'll be strong growth and 
I think there's going to be continued excitement fueling that growth, uh, not only from consumers in the, in the right verticals, but for people just wanting to own their own business. Mm-hmm. And this should continue, I think, for the foreseeable future. And this is going to be a boom for certain services, certain verticals, whether we're coming out of COVID where we're at or when COVID's post-COVID. And I, I'm certainly excited that we, live, we work in a thing for home service because it's certainly one of the areas that, that I believe, but I think if you, and you look at uh, other people out there, that the home service space moving forward should continue to be in, in an excellent place uh, to look for the future. The other thing I think about is, you know, people are just, they're just looking for more flexibility in their lives today, mm-hmm. more than ever. And franchising provides that opportunity. This is why I think that it continues to be bright, right? And mm-hmm. this is being fueled by whether it's the great resignation or people are, again, looking for that flexibility. And I don't think it's something that, you know, like the great resignation, I don't think people are given up by any means, but they're just looking for something that's so much greater, um, and the last two years have caused that to be a, make a lot of people think about that. And uh, I think that's, that's certainly going to help franchise going forward. And then the last thing I think about is, you know, franchising, we always have that cliche that we're going into business for yourself, not by yourself type of thing. But mm-hmm. uh, this is true now, and it's going to be true in the future as well. And when there's times of uncertainty um, people have just that innate desire to have control and they're wanting to take their job security into their own hands by, by becoming their own boss. And mm-hmm. kind of like we talked about in the, in the beginning, it's like simultaneously, if you're looking at it and you're going to launch your own business uh, on a new business, say ground up non-franchise uh, without a franchisor and without all the, the skill sets that uh, franchisors and the learning from franchisees bring you, I think that's very daunting on mm-hmm. how the world is evolving. And all of those things, I think, are just going to continue, at least for the foreseeable future, in my opinion, uh, to fuel franchising in a really, really positive direction. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. You know, Brad, I've done several shows on the great resignation, and you're yep. right. People are not quitting to sit home and collect unemployment as long as they can. That's right. They're quitting because they're looking for more quality in life, and I think that they found some of that, that that they didn't realize had slipped away. And during the pandemic, they were able to have dinner with the kids. You know, they were able to take a walk with the family and they weren't commuting two hours a day and exhausted by the end of the day. So I think people are looking for that opportunity to be able to not only uh, have that work-life balance, but also have a little more control of their financial future because you described how neighborly can create a very scalable business. And that's one thing that franchising offers is that scalability. And if somebody is happy with, you know, uh, a mid six figure income, that's great. But if someone wants to take it further than that, neighborly can certainly help them do that. Can't they? Yes, we can. And I, uh, again, people are going to go on this journey and, and, 
I certainly hope if, if they came to Neighborly, it's a fit for them and it's a fit for us. But no matter what, um, I, they'll get educated, they'll learn more, and hopefully they, they join the neighborhood. Um, yeah. But if they don't end up joining the neighborhood, they learn something about franchising, they'll walk away saying, hey, that was a really good experience. I know more today than I knew yesterday, and it will help them on their journey into entrepreneurship and into franchising. Wonderful. Well, Brad, we definitely know more today about neighborly and about franchising than we did yesterday, thanks to you. So one more time, if someone's listening and they want more information about neighborly, where would they go? Yeah, they go to neighborly.com, N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-L-Y, spelled out, neighborly.com, and then you click on own a franchise, and that'll, that'll get you started. Wonderful. Brad, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us. I do appreciate it. Or we're just staying connected with the neighborly folks. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for what you're doing and spreading the gospel on franchising. And uh, look forward to chatting with you again in the future. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Brad. Take care. Uh-huh. So, folks, you know, it, it's great to know um, that there are – people out there that will help you. And um, as Brad said earlier, independent business owners, they really struggled during the pandemic. Now, I'm, I'm with Brad. I don't know that we'll ever see anything like this pandemic again, but I can assure you we will see other crises. They will come dressed differently. They will look differently. They will impact us differently, but we still need to be prepared. So I'll leave you with a quote as always. I don't think an economic slump will hurt good ideas. That's a quote by the Etsy founder, Rob Callen. And that's exactly what Neighborly has done. They've put together these great ideas, the home services ideas, and no economic slump will ever hurt that. Folks, Thanks again for being with me on All Things Franchising, and we'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.